Hello, everybody. Welcome back to First Time Donor. This is, as always, the Charity Gaming Marathon, where we talk all about all of the wonderful ways that you can do good in the world using what you have right now. We have a, a pretty cool episode this time. It's kind of a continuation on the last one we did, where we talked about, you know, how to how the the hub format Zaldathon really took place. Um, so this time we're joined by one of our international attendees. Uh, we're joined by Inka, um, who joins us from Belgium, I believe, if that's correct. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> and we got a really cool episode. So yeah, um, as always, I am joined by my wonderful co-host, Monica. Hey, I hope everyone's having a good day and things are going well for you. Awesome. And yeah, uh, AJ and I were talking and planning about what to do for this one and like AJ said it's a two-parter because we really wanted to talk to Inca and just uh, the amount of work this coordination queen put in to make the uh, Lake Floria <laughs> hub uh, amazing so let's get right into it Inca will you tell us uh, how you first got involved in Zeldathon and since then is if there's anything that's really surprised you about charity gaming and anything of that sort yeah, so getting involved with Zaldathon in a nutshell is basically uh, my brother was watching Mindcrack in like the <laughs> early, early days of Mindcrack, and that is how he came across uh, Super MC Gamer, the director. And uh, it was during the Orange Wolf phase. That's the one thing I remember oh. from him telling me <laughs> that. And suddenly Zaldathon was on TV um, in, in our living room. And I'm like, oh, that, that's cool. I like Zelda games. Uh, <laughs> Let me watch this. I think it was Salt on Water. Uh, and since then, I think I maybe missed one or missed partial stuff uh, from Zaldathons, but I kept watching. Uh, Zaldathon slowly started becoming more active in chat, I think. And then after a while, um, I think it was after Shadow Temple joined, um, I was like, oh, hey cool he, he also streams let me check out his channel started frequently uh being if i could make it due to time zones i started frequently mm. watching uh his streams uh, shadow temple is another team member by the way uh started frequently watching his streams and being an active member in his community uh, and in that community i became good friends with other team member uh, hipster harbinger mm. Uh, he then also joined Zadathon before, uh, I don't think, yeah, I think I started watching Shadow before he was a, an official team member, but shortly after he was an official team member, became very good friends, uh, even uh, ended up dating him, I still, I still am <laughs> dating him, uh, and he's like, and he was like, man, like, us dating besides, you have so, like, I'm, I'm telling his words, I'm not boasting myself i'm telling it in his words like he has so much potential to come up with cool stuff for zalathon i'm gonna recommend you to be a team member Aww. because i have a background in like summer camp um like providing uh programs for summer camp for kids like coming up with silly ideas and silly stuff uh, so yeah that's that's how i got involved he recommended me i got accepted and yeah, it wasn't a creep. I was accepted. <laughs> I'm so happy that you were recommended yeah. too. Yeah, I think you you demonstrated that um, 
that potentials do at this during this past uh, event. As we said, you really you put in the hours. Um, yeah. Figuring out how to get Belgium involved. <laughs> yeah. Not yeah. just Belgium, but Europe too, and true, coordinating true. with everyone there. Yeah, and I think you also asked um, if there has been anything that surprised me about the marathon mm. from going from a viewer to like an attendee perspective just the amount of work everyone puts oh, yeah. in it like everyone it baffles me every time i explain it to in real life people as i <laughs> would uh, would say it they're always baffled like what how <laughs> what? <laughs> this is all voluntarily like yep agreed and i think that's where it works well for Zeldathon is just we can pull it off because the amount of volunteers that we have making it possible. Mm-hmm. Whereas some other events that are huge and like you see so much work going into it's because a lot of them have paid staff like GDQ True. I know is staff. So it's their full time job, whereas we're all just a bunch of people who yeah want to volunteer some of our time and do good with what we have. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Nice, nice little circling back there <laughs> you gotta pop it in yep. whenever you can you gotta bring it. um so a nice little uh to steal one of your uh, most favorite phrases monica uh, that was a nice segue into my question um, let's go <laughs> so being one of our our international attendees inca um what were like with this you know specific most recent marathon zolathon ascent um, what were were some challenges or maybe just interesting occurrences that resulted from the distance from, you know, most of the other hubs being in relative North America? <laughs> I, I think the main difference, and I think we've talked about it uh, along the EU attendees, mm-hmm. is the directors do an amazing job, but all of the guidelines are are North American-centered. And that makes sure. complete sense. But then it's always like a waiting game of, do I want to pester one of the directors <laughs> with like, hey, does this apply to us? Yes or no? Because I know you're busy. But this also like fully does not apply to us. It's, it's, it's always having the extra step of seeing like, okay, this is what they recommend. And they have written down as rules, things. And then what this... What 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 does what do the other countries in the EU recommend on that same thing, and what does the country where we'll be staying recommend on, on that specific thing? And it's just it, yeah, all the guidelines being North North American centered, but it makes sense, and sure. we made it work with the help of like all the EU attendees. Yeah, that's a I didn't even think about that, but yeah, you're absolutely mm-hmm. right, especially in the midst of, you know, the pandemic. There's every I mean every country handles it differently, every continent handles it differently. You know, it's it's so I'm sure there were some things in there that were, you know, like, "Oh, don't do X thing because here we're not supposed to when maybe there you can or maybe it's different there." That's interesting. I I hadn't thought about that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Like COVID did not make this easy yeah that was the general consensus it seems i I think at one point i was looking at rules of five different countries for everyone who was originally planning on coming in wow like what is the situation there what um 
what paperwork do they need to get in order? Do they need to get tested? Yes or no? If so, where in my near vicinity do I have testing uh, availabilities? Mm, forgive my North American ignorance, <laughs> but <laughs> this, um, how difficult is it to find the rules and guidelines in your language, like what you speak? So in, Bel in Belgium, is it easy to find the guidelines for other countries or do you have to do a bit of digging or it, de it depends so for the uk that was something with iris and scott two of uh, of the attendees that uh, ended up coming to the hub mm -hmm. it was easier to find rules on a belgian website for them returning to the uk than it was finding rules on the uk website which was odd, right? But you wouldn't expect cool, that. I guess. Yeah. Uh, I also have the advantage that because of my in real life work, I am mm. very much involved with COVID and the handling of COVID. I'm not gonna go very much more into it, but mm. I had to follow it up pretty closely. Um, so I was always pretty well aware of the rules and where to find the most accurate ones. So for Belgium itself, it wasn't too hard because I knew where to look. Mm -hmm. But yeah, for some of the other countries, it was harder. Sure. Yeah. Canada, personally, I feel like we're always digging. And then it's mm. the thing with Canada is it changes. It feels like on the daily here. So. Yeah. <laughs> Changing a lot in the States as well. But yeah, that's a good point. Finding, I think us in, in you know, either like you in Canada, me in the US, in general, North Americans uh, often find it kind of hard to grasp the idea that like Europe is not a country. Like it, it's, it's not like European countries are states and they all function the same way. Like, you know, they're, they each have different rules and guidelines and often languages and language barriers and things along those lines so oh yeah language that was also a thing like for I'm everyone sure. coming i would i was gonna prep a, a little cheat sheet of if they wanted to go to a store we have a store in walking distance nice. if they wanted to go to the store so like for allergy purposes of, of food allergies and just regular phrases um, oh, I was going to make a cheat sheet. I didn't end up doing it because for the people who were coming in, I don't think it was needed and we had most of the th things there. Hmm. Aww, I um, love that. Yeah. But yeah, that that was on my to-do list that ended up never getting done. See, this is, though, still why I call you the coordination queen. Because <laughs> oh, when I traveled and was spending some time in China one time, I I didn't think to download a translation app beforehand. Oh. And I went there with an Android. Oh, and no. to my utter surprise, you can't open the Google store in China. Oh. So I lived a life <laughs> of uh, Pictionary and charades for oh three, months. <laughs> three months. Three months? Yeah, three oh months of gosh. Pictionary and charades. <laughs> Were you like staying with anyone who spoke English or was this just? Uh, no, I was in an international student dorm, but it was okay. I got wow. by, but... <laughs> like I said, Inca is the coordination queen. Right, that's tough. And then that kind of leads into my next question. So um, how did you come to host a hub? Did you volunteer or did it happen a little more serendipitously? Oh, there's the word. So <laughs> it ended up being also just advantageous on my end. So the plan was for me to go to... Um, 
So a hipster visited in the summer of 2021 after mm. not seeing each other for a year and a half because of COVID. And it was supposed to be the plan for me then to go to the States to go to Zaldathan and spend Christmas at his place. But by the time he went back home that summer, I was still not allowed into the U.S. Oh. With yeah. my vaccinations that I received. I was vaccinated with AstraZeneca. Mm -hmm. That mm. was not, not yet, like, allowed. Yeah. I think just no one was allowed uh, back in if you weren't a, um, a citizen. Mm -hmm. So we were like, do we want to, like, risk it? Yes? No? Maybe it's just easier if you come back for for now, for this Christmas, and then we'll we'll see what Zaldathan does. It, it's not looking good currently with COVID. Yeah. And, like, we mm -hmm. were already playing with the idea of, like, maybe we can ask MC if everyone else is at the hotel, if we can, like, jump in with, like, just a local EU hub. That might be fun for those who are, like still not allowed into the u.s that was the main thing i was like mm. if the u.s is not gonna allow people then we're we're stuck right um so we were like we might as well start prepping something even before the directors have like made a decision on something because if we have to wait and it, i think it was november by the time they decided it's so pretty late so we mm. were like yeah might as well so i started asking my parents even before the directors even drop the word hubs yeah. like if it would happen right. are you guys okay with people coming over here just after christmas because i still live with my parents they were right. like sure nice yeah so yeah i i kind of did it um it was pretty easy for me to say like hey we have this space here we have the guest room space here mm -hmm. and then thinking about every other eu attendee it made the most sense also space-wise and then also location-wise since I probably was one of the more um, like central locations EU-wise. Mm. Sure. Nice. Yeah, I, I actually, it's, it's funny that you said that too, the, uh, the idea of like before we even really decided on the hubs format, thinking, you know, oh, can we like call in for a kind of like virtual hub experience if y'all are at the hotel because i think that's actually when it, what ended up happening with the Link's awakening run right it was like a yeah. split hub view that was really cool i, yeah, I really I enjoyed that. seeing the, that the technical sign behind side behind that was also hilarious because <laughs> i think we had like little computer speakers behind the couch like faced in a direction so hopefully the mic wouldn't pick it up but we could still <laughs> hear the discord call it oh. was like the, the the things we did to make it happen and like still be able to talk with the the other side was funny. Mm. Yeah, that's always that's always a difficult conundrum to have to fix when you're you need to hear what someone is saying, but they need to hear what you're saying, but you don't you're mic'd up so like they can't be too loud. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> I think Hubs really showcased the creative side of our team mm -hmm. more so in just what you were doing in your run but also creative solutions for making things <laughs> right. work because shout outs to Stinas, another team member our tech wizard and i think True. it was great that he was able to be there at the eu hub thank goodness oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that was great it was like it, the the desk chair was his seat 
I'm like, <laughs> go, go, you, you go claim that seat. <laughs> mm, and just like thinking of the amount of coordination that goes into making something like Zeldathon happen, especially happen from remote multiple hub locations rather than just if you're one person on your own sitting down at your computer and streaming a Tiltify fundraiser. It's so much easier to do that. Right. Especially if you're only one person because, you know, you can just slap headphones on and solve 99% of your audio issues oh, right yes. then and there. <laughs> I think that's uh, partially what the Swedes ended up doing with uh, us being virtual back couch for them for the Twilight Princess run, I think. Mm-hmm. I think they both were in the Discord call, but had headphones in, so they wouldn't have to deal with the audio on their side, at least. Yeah, that makes sense, for sure. It's it's the easiest solution, but you know, in a, in a group scenario like this, it's not often practical to be like, yeah, we're going to put headphones on six people who all need to be on camera. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you want to continue with your next question, Monica? <laughs> for sure. This one is related to hubs again, and I was wondering like if it came down to again would you be willing to host a hub again like no pressure or anything curiosity yeah yeah so when when you send me the questions because uh like like behind behind the scenes they send you the questions before and so you can think about it um <laughs> I, I i saw the question and i was like in essence yes but and then mm. i got thinking so the hub that ended up happening was during the winter period here. Mm-hmm. And that was fine. Like the, the room heated up, but not to a point where it was uncomfortable because of all the lighting, all the like the computers going, TVs going, like all the sure. equipment going. Mm-hmm. Um, like it was doable temperature wise. But then I got thinking just in general, winter hubs, could probably happen again if needed but i think a summer hub on a practical standpoint yeah the sleeping arrangement could be feasible because we are very lucky or i am very lucky that both my room and the guest bedroom that's next to my room have air conditioning Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but the the main room where we would be like where where the marathon was does not and i think Mm -hmm. it would have been horror (laughs) Sure. If sure. we had to try and keep that cool, understandable. So yeah. yeah, and then specifically for for this summer, I think we're pretty set on me trying to visit the states in, in like over two years. Yeah. <laughs> so so I very much wanna wanna be able to make it to a Zalathon in the states again. Sure. Mm. Yeah, I think that is definitely the end goal for. Or just about everybody involved. I think we all want to see a a good old fashioned eighty people in the same hotel marathon when <laughs> when the day comes that that is deemed safe, which you know hopefully is soon. We'll see. The states are are definitely easing up a little bit on on COVID protocols, but you know whether or not it's safe is still ultimately mm-hmm. a director decision and i i get that <laughs> so far numbers are going in the good direction they are knock on wood hold wood whatever the the, the phrase is <laughs> anyway um i have a question now actually so 
Zaldathan is is and has been for quite some time one of those like twenty four seven charity marathons. You know, for for those unaware, for those who have not caught a Zaldathan before, we stream twenty four hours a day. Um, it just keeps going. At an in person <laughs> event, like a fully in person event, this is usually okay. Um, as most people end up, you know, like sending a torpedo into their sleep schedule that is powerful <laughs> enough to the point where they could feasibly stay awake from like you know three to ten a.m. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, even in a scenario like that where people are coming from different time zones and you know people are having six a.m. hotel breakfast for dinner, uh, it that still is very often kind of like a low power situation where you know, especially those kind of three a.m. to ten a.m. hours where a lot of people are asleep and maybe the people who are awake are a little. You know, a little hazy, not really like fully awake or just counting down the minutes until their shift ends. Um, but, you know, th- this past marathon was a, a very unique one in that sense uh, that a lot of people feel like we kind of not fully eliminated that problem, but took some serious steps towards fixing it as, you know, people who were not hosting a segment were not on stream, so they could sleep whenever they wanted. A lot of people could maintain relatively similar sleep schedules. And I wanted to ask you about this because, you know, you were in a, a there were a lot of different time zones uh, that came together for this event. But, you know, being in Belgium is definitely a pretty extreme difference from, you know, like the East Coast US. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you feel like that time zone difference uh, for you and maybe the other EU hubs as well, if you're able to speak uh, for them, were able to kind of compensate for that usual low power so- time? At first, I was like, when the decision of hubs was like officially made, I was like, ah, like it sucks that we can all be can't all be together, but I get it. And then I'm glad we can be in a hub forum. And then the the biggest positive point of that, I, I was thinking like, oh man, it's gonna be so great. No one is gonna have like early graveyard shift or yeah. like midnight <laughs> shenanigans. Ah, amazing. But in reality, that didn't end up being that easily done <laughs> so we ended up a little out of midnight shifts mm. in the eu hub oh uh, like your time midnight too yeah our Oops. time midnight <laughs> so we just Oof. ended up with midnight shenanigans uh, a, a, a lot of the time uh but yeah it was like the midnight shenanigans have their charm. Oh, absolutely! Like there I feel is... like it wouldn't be the same if everyone is always fully chipper. Exactly, exactly. Like there's it has a, its charm. There's a real charm to like six a.m. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. I think that's what, what I was I'm... gonna say. One of my favorite things is um, when you get that brief Venn diagram overlapping moment <laughs> of the late night shenanigans crew. And you're like on one of the super early morning ones yeah. and you, you catch a glimpse into that and you're like, what is happening? We've been doing you come this into for six hours. Room and you're like, what is happening here? We, we still had that same experience this right. marathon because, yeah, as, as um, a hipster and other team member mentioned, there was a fart <laughs> measured. Oh my God. Like, was the temperature that a on a thermometer? It was a late night bit, but it was it also was. a donation incentive. Of course, because these are the type of late night shenanigans we get uh, up to at Zeldathon. We're we're not a GDQ. We no. we run a little more fast and loose late night at Zeldathon. So yeah, and then lacks up a little bit, you know. <laughs> that was right before Romsko and I were going to play 
the oracles so we were awake watching the stream and like we had just woken up and this is what we woke up to and we're like what is happening yeah Romskid is another team member who i ran the oracle randomizers with and yeah what what a morning experience to see that (laughs) that's how our day began yeah (laughs) but yeah on on like time zones and even very much more the period of the marathon that was happening and that maybe not everyone thinks about. So for all of those um, EU people, we all know that, or most of us know that um, in the States, everything is open 24 seven, basically. Like there's only a few days when stores are not open. That is not the case in Europe and in Mm -hmm. most countries. Hmm. So stores here open like earliest ones at 8 8 30 like supermarkets and then close at like six if you're lucky maybe what? one day in the oh. week like one day in the week maybe until eight or nine depending That's on the store wild. and then even worse because we were at the holiday period yeah and so on i think um new year's eve it was open until noon and then the oh, next geez. day it wasn't open at all on New oh. Year's itself. Well, I guess, yeah. So nice. I was also very lucky that I have an amazing mother. I'm, I'm just going to boast them again. I have amazing parents who let me do all all kinds of shit and shenanigans <laughs> um, in, in, in their house. And my mom, bless her, all the times that I could not make it. Like, I did a big grocery run at the start. Uh-huh. But if we ended up still needing something, I was like, Mom, can you bring this to the store and just, like, save the receipt? on what we have to pay so bless her like hype for my mom for bringing us all the things we need when we were asleep because of our schedule sometimes and i wouldn't have made it myself or i would have had to get up like mid-sleep or something so my mom like was the hero in this scenario and just went to the store for us (laughs) a few times to get some staples I think a lot of hubs, not maybe not a lot, but like there were at least a couple hubs that were hosted at like a team member's parents or family's house. And I think those hubs tended to experience that like parents stepped up <laughs> in a way that, Aww. you know, we have not really seen before because they're not usually at the marathon. You know, we have our we have our our our, our Zeldathon parents, you know, Liz is everybody's mom. That's the joke. But I was I was happy to see that like other Zeldathon moms and dads kind of stepped up this time in a, in a more literal sense. It was it was very reassuring to see. It was really sweet. Mm, I know I ended last week thanking all the hub hosts and their families too, but yeah, agreed. Like it's just so nice that you all were willing to open up your houses for the wacky shenanigans we get up to. Oh yeah. Yeah, very much. Like I think my parents sometimes, like, they don't fully grasp it, what Zalathon is, I think. It's like, I, I, like, we somewhat know what, what, is it, what it is, and, like, mostly know what it is, but sure, sure, you, you, you go. That's good. You go raise money. <laughs> right. They, With it's friends. for charity, yeah. <laughs> That's the important part. So I think my, my takeaway, then, from this is... Maybe instead of, you know, if you have international attendees to a marathon like this, one would think 
that the 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 rational decision would be to to you know make schedules so that just about nobody would be would have to have you know where I'm going with this nobody would have to have <laughs> you know like these crazy late night hours or anything because of the different time zones that they're in and theoretically that's possible i would like to make the argument that you should make more of them instead of <laughs> jumping forward in time across a time zone to skip skeleton hour you should go back and do it again so we get more bits oh like an ir thermometer being used on jackson's fart <laughs> incredible <laughs> honestly i was thinking about it too when we were discussing it and truth be told because i had to wake up at 3 30 to get ready to start playing a game at 4 30 or like I had to, I took some ridiculous sleep schedule and like a nap in the middle of the night or something. Like it was some sort of ridiculousness, but that made it feel like a Zeldathon in person. True. Just mm -hmm. destroy, like making it an absolute <laughs> dumpster fire of my sleep schedule. Oh, but yeah. but making sure I am still sleeping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we definitely experienced that a lot too. I was excited to not destroy my sleep schedule because i was like wow look we only have like three total segments at my at, at my hub this is gonna be easy i can just sleep whenever i want uh it, it's still <laughs> yep <laughs> it doesn't work that way it never works that way nope. no sleep schedule is safe so inca what was your favorite thing about hosting a hub and then what was something that ended up surprising that you're like, I'm not a fan, if there is anything at all. Like, favorite thing was seeing friends again. Oh, yeah. Uh, that, that was so much fun, just seeing friends again. Um, and be yeah, and being able to, like, I've only been to one Zelda-thon before in person. So being able to experience that again was, uh, like, have that feeling somewhat again was nice. Um, and one of the favorite things, and... I feel like I've had that a lot through my life is one of the favorite things I had is it was at my house. So <laughs> I, and I think for some other people, like when you're in a hotel, you have a neutral zone where everyone comes into and you just <laughs> set up rules and everyone is just like, okay, these are the rules yeah. in the neutral zone. That's, this is fine. So one of my favorite things is I'm in my own house. I know where everything is. I know where, like what I can do. Like, great, I'm in my own house. I have the comforts of home. I have everything I want here. Mm -hmm. Like, no no suitcases, no traveling. Great. That was also the least favorite thing at the same time because oh. it's my home, but it's not my house. It was my parents' house. So even right. though they were kind enough to, like, let me use it, I'm still like, okay, I need to make sure that all of the like little rules you put on yourself and like little things you do in the house that you, you have over the years done your way. Mm. You have then, you have to quickly then convey them to other people entering your house. And sure. it's, it's hard when you're in a not neutral zone, so to speak, other people come in and when they don't immediately do something that you've been used to for years, it's like, like inst inst instinctively, you want to think like, "What? Why are you doing this like this?" Ah, uh, no, uh, 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 panic. Ah, uh. 
And you just have to let that go. And that is hard sometimes. Like, yeah. they don't know all the rules. I try to explain as much as possible. Like, hey, for this, this is done this way because of X. This is done that way because of X. Try and keep an eye on it if you can. So it's like a blessing and a curse when it's in when people come into your house. Mm, sure. If that sure. makes sense. No, I get it. Like, you know, you, your house is, is there. there's kind of like the social norms of your house, even if it's your house that, you know, you're like, for instance, like if I were to host a hub in my apartment, that would not be a good idea. There's not enough space here. But in a theoretical <laughs> world where I could do that, you know, like there are little things that you like about your house and the place that you live that like are not immediately obvious to other people. Like I like my pillows being neatly arranged on my sofa and <laughs> someone might, you know, sit down and move the pillows around and get up and leave the pillows there. And I'm like, I know I have no reason for you to expect that I would like you <laughs> to put the pillows back, but I would. So I, I, I get it. Yeah, that, that can be. That's yeah, that's exactly the, the, the feeling I had. Mm hmm. It can be a source of stress for sure. <laughs> yeah, and just also being the the logistic hub for everything. Like, True. okay, is 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 this still uh, like uh, mainly food wise? Then I think we also had a horrible weather. Like, I think if it was oh, yeah. somewhat better weather, I would have more been inclined to say to people like, "Hey, just walk to the store and get something if you're like hungry or or." something like that but it was awful weather uh -huh. and like i said we had the horrible like uh, schedule in combination with our store being open mm. um so just right. logistically thinking and making sure everyone has everything they need at that point or like ah sudden tech issue do we have x cable or do we have x um equipment to try and solve it yeah but luckily for, at least for tech stuff. Luckily, my brother was an official guest uh, past Marathon. Nice. Uh, and he was also there to, like, keep an eye on tech. And also, bless my brother. Thank you, Sebastian, for um, helping setting everything up. Thank you. <laughs> Can I just say, you, like, I popped off at the beginning of the episode about you being the coordination queen, but <laughs> truly, truly a title deserved, because I could not tell any of that on the other side right. of, of the Atlantic because it like the year the EU hub like Floria like everything looked seamless you it crushed did. it it really did it was like we had our soup competition going on well just not competition <laughs> it was no the, the, it was a competition where the points didn't matter yeah. but we were all making soups at different hubs <laughs> and like just the EU game for everything when we were all sharing pictures was so strong. I'm like, dang. <laughs> yeah, like prep started early because the rooms we were using were a mess. Like, oh. there was there was a toilet got replaced. There was painting oh being done, like repainting of the of the little staircase hallway. Um, lots of cleaning, very much lots of cleaning. Uh, making sure beds are okay like my brother was like hey you know what there's gonna be a gamecube segment let me uh let me just buy a a what is it called a wave bird i think let me just oh, yeah. let me just yeah. buy that or let me like buy an hdmi adapter for the gamecube and i'm like you don't have to you don't have to like we can ask he's like no nah, i was probably gonna buy it anyway let's just buy it and <laughs> i i was gonna like i was thinking about upgrading my um personal computer myself and then 
when the decision of the hub came, I'm like, yeah, might as well do it now. Yeah, <laughs> let's time. buy it. Let's buy it. It's time. <laughs> so there was a lot of like very early ad prep. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's honestly, yeah. I know we've said yeah, this I'll... twice now, but the the coordination queen over here. I not only <laughs> was this, you know, your family's house and there were all these people in it, but you're also like practically renovating it at the same time. <laughs> And none of this. How many people were at your hub again? Um, like I'm, I'm, uh, like uh, I also had to make sure an American came to Belgium safely, so that was uh, also something during cleaning. Oh, um, <laughs> so ended up at the hub was uh, one, two, uh, three, four, five, six. Uh, six people. It would okay. have been eight. So I had room for eight people to sleep, uh -huh. uh, technically, but the Swedes didn't end up, um, weren't able to make it. Sure. Um, and the Brits ended up uh, not staying the full time, so they only stayed for a little bit. Okay. Mm. So yeah, it was like between four and six people, it sounds like. Yeah. For the most part. But then also... Because I also wanted to make sure there was like some type of activity um, scheduled for everyone there. And like, hopefully everyone who was going to be able to make it. So since the Brits were the two people who were definitely coming in a shorter time span, mm -hmm. like if the Swedes were able to come, they would have been the full time span. But the Brits were the ones with a shorter time span. Mm -hmm. And for some luck, there was like one little gap of time where it fit perfectly for us to have a uh, mini spa uh, <gasps> outing. Oh, that's so <laughs> there, there are like, the, in Belgium, we have a concept of private spas. So you just rent out a private spa for a few hours and then it's completely for your for you and your group that you enter that with. Aww. And no one else enters. So we had access to like a pool, a sauna. That's so that's nice. That's so cool, and yeah. Such a good way to have like wind down time to like oh, take yeah. a step back from the marathon which i know is something a lot of us struggle with when we're <laughs> at the marathon right i could have used the spa day after after like four days at that home <laughs> for sure it's good so, yeah. to take breaks oh yeah absolutely so yeah with some luck with the schedule and then openings for that spot we ended up grabbing a spot that worked perfectly nice nice so relatively speaking, then your your hub was like pretty small, you know, especially in compared to a normal marathon. And by that extent, all hubs are pretty small. But did you feel like the the kind of like scaling down in size affected like the overall feel of the marathon? I mean, I guess both from like an attendee and a, a viewer standpoint. I think because of the like it's it was a pretty big space mm -hmm. uh here but also not huge so if like comparison wise it felt equally full quote unquote sure as as probably other spaces um so, like more more than eight people would have been oof, <laughs> in, in this little space right sure sure so yeah um and i feel like as in we were smaller, but I feel like in our small size, we were very overproduced. <laughs> oh, really very much. Because I think we had the hardest time getting the right tech in, in our space since 
all all the hubs in the in the in the states could like benefit from the tech Zalathon has already because uh-huh. most mm. of them were like in the area too or had enough streamer people close by that right. had enough of the tech but like lights wise and like audio wise that was the main thing and like camera wise and we mm-hmm. were like we're, we're gonna have to just rent it it's not gonna be and like it ended up being a 4d camera wow. three like led light panels <laughs> And we, I was getting that equipment, and I'm like, this is so overproduced. <laughs> hey, if you're gonna, if you're gonna do it, do it right, you know. It's- <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I was, I was very glad the the backdrop also got in uh, in time. Oh right. And we have a wooden ceiling that we can hammer anything in it. That's a fun thing about oh. the room downstairs. We can like f- with the ceiling, whatever we want. So we were just be able to pin it in. <laughs> that was very fun. That works out nicely then. Dang. Oh, we had the cool couch, but that is also thanks to my parents. We had the the recliner couch. <laughs> nice. Yeah, you'll love to hear it. So yeah, we were very overproduced for being the size that we were. Nothing wrong with that. I'm I'm sure from a viewer experience it was appreciated. <laughs> yeah, and that was like the running gag in our little group. Like <laughs> we're we're very overproduced. Too much production value. It's it's too good. It's too good. <laughs> In comparison, uh, the Elden Volcano Hub, we felt like we were the smoke and mirrors hub. Definitely not overproduced. <laughs> In, like, Jamie's apartment. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Three people. Didn't you would, tape up the backdrop to the wall? <laughs> sure did. That was, yeah. Hey, it was MacGyvered to I, the back wall. I would never have been able to tell. So I got to respect it. <laughs> Our hub, it worked out perfectly just because... Both Jamie and Ramsgut are two other team members that know so much more about stream, like infinite mm. knowledge about streaming. And I'm, sure. I know nothing about streaming. Well, <laughs> I'm like, hey, I'm crafty. I can figure out hanging up a backdrop. So it it worked out as a good balance for us, luckily, yeah. to pull off the last minute change hub. And shout outs to the other last minute change hub, Fun Fun Island, uh, Femtastic Maria. <laughs> yes. And OC, two other team members at the last minute ended up having to stay there and throw together uh, their own little hub and they nailed it it was so fun to watch the twilight princess let me get a cool behind the scenes on that so since they weren't able to make it they ended up making the the fun fun island and oc was like yeah, we're not gonna just sit on chairs. I'm, I, we're gonna do the full Zaraton experience, and I'm gonna order a mini couch. Oh, so he ordered really? the mini couch. Oh my gosh! Oh. He ordered a mini couch, and I was like, we should be able to like use this, pack it back up, and then send it back. Like I don't <laughs> have the space it. for this in a regular like time, like in, in in my regular life. So we're just gonna use it and send it back. But, but. There was a small scare because during uh, European New Year's, uh, like the coming in of the New Year's, um, mm-hmm. they had chocolate milk, so chalky milk to toast. Oh. And then at one point during Maria's run, <laughs> one of the chalky milk glasses fell over. Oh, no, on the couch. Thank- th- thankfully, they had like a sheet Ooh. over the couch. And it didn't leak through, but that was Saved. a little bit of a scare. Like, are you going to be able to send it back now? 
That's actually yeah. not a bad idea, though, like for, for hosting events like this. If you need weird things like furniture that you don't really want to keep, <laughs> that's I can't like fully recommend that because, you know, something like the chalky milk incident could happen and you might not be able to return it. But that's kind of smart. That's kind of mad. Are we going to plug that idea to MC? MC. What if we <laughs> every find seven, seven companies for like each of the seven days and then just have a new couch every day? And then and return them all yeah. at the end of the marathon. Zero cost cash. <laughs> Zero cost. Now you two are giving me sponsorship ideas for <laughs> pitching <laughs> furniture rentals. So all the like, honestly, like, Ikea. like showroom models from, from local, <laughs> from local like, companies be like, hey, what if, what if? Right. We just plug your furniture every once in a while. Be like, oh, like man i normally my back would be killing me i've been sitting down for this long but fortunately we're sitting on this whatever couch <laughs> i love that idea actually monica i'm very glad you're a sponsorship person so i don't need to sit down and tell our sponsorship person this <laughs> that goes on top of the list yes top priority and <laughs> try to make some magic happen we'll see we'll see you never know if anyone can make magic happen with this it's you <laughs> Thank you for believing in me. <laughs> we all do. I suddenly came up with also one of my other favorite things about a hub. I'm sorry, I'm butching oh? in. No. But one of the yes, favorite please. thing about just hubs in general was the inclusion of pets everywhere. True. Yeah. So I love that. Pet cams. It was great. <laughs> I loved. My cat is That's very awesome. whiny, of, or has gotten very whiny, and I loved just chat popping off over her. Wow. Being excited Aww. about your animals. Yeah, that was great. That was great. Yeah, the animals were a fantastic thing about hubs. For sure. Not really something that can translate well back to it. I still want a Zalapan pet. I've said it I said it before in meeting chats like MC, I want a Zalapan pet, make it happen. We'd have to get an otter though to be on Oh my god, that would be cool. We need to install like a tank in stream room for just the week that we were there. Otter cam. Otter cam. Just for the otter cam. Uh, well, anyway, I am out of questions, and I, I, I believe you are too, Monica. <laughs> yeah, we tag-teamed our questions pretty well. Thank we you did. for answering all of them, Inga, and taking the time <laughs> yeah. to be our interview and let us know a little bit about the behind-the-scenes magic that the Coordination Queen used to <laughs> oh. pull off the EU hub. For sure. Yeah, it was and fun uh, being here. Thanks so much. And thank you to Danny Music as well for our theme music for the intro and outro on the podcast. I I love hearing it every time. I get so excited. I do too. <laughs> well, yeah. Thanks, EJ, for hanging out too and for uh, doing the editing for the podcast because, yeah, this one is going to be a little wild. <laughs> uh, you know, no one will ever know. People see, like, you, you say that now, but like, People who are not listening to this live are going to be listening to that and be like, what do you mean? This what episode is wild? This episode is normal. <laughs> so, like, you just you just made yourself look silly there. Congratulations. <laughs> or you could make life for yourself easy and leave everything in. <laughs> just not cut anything. <laughs> AJ's going to leave just that part of me at the end in and laugh at it. And yep. then only the behind-the-scenes live viewers will know. Only so thank know. you for tu- Only they Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for those of you who tune in live of to course. get the behind-the-scenes, the full takes. And, and to those of you who are downloading it everywhere. Yeah, be sure to be sure to... 
you know, subscribe to us, follow us on on your your podcast streaming platform of choice. We're on we're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all the all the big ones and all the little ones too. We're we're everywhere. Um, so be sure to be sure to hit us up there. Give us a give us a like and a subscribe. I believe it's called subscribe on those platforms. I believe you yeah. can leave comments as well. Leave us a comment. Leave us a five star rating on the ones where you can do that. And a uh, review is much appreciated. Very. And I think that'll do it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say the magic words this time. Actually, I'm feeling yeah, like swapping it, it up. Uh, thank you, everyone, so much for watching and for tuning in. Um, and remember that it is never too late to be a first-time donor. Thank you. Bye.